2: All right, there aren't many players left on the roster that Brad Underwood apparently likes anymore. Is that right, Scott Ritchie? At least, like,
0: for the moment, Sincere Harris might be the one because he's the one player Brad Underwood says plays hard every single day, and that was the coach's biggest gripe following Saturday's loss to Penn State. Um, Just that he, he knew they could have games like that, you know, It's fine if Penn State was just making a bunch of plays to beat them, but uh, the energy and effort not being up to snuff was not flying with the Illinois coach.
2: All right, Richie, will uh, tell you where Sincere Harris ranks in his uh, Illini MVP power rankings in this week's podcast, Inside Illini Basketball. Come back after these messages. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management and host of Paul Rudy's On The Money radio show. Oh, good Monday morning, everybody. Welcome to Scott Ritchie. Welcome back to Ed Bond, our producer. Those two spent the week in New York City shopping, holiday shopping, skating at the ice rink downtown, right? No, I, I went to Rockefeller Plaza. Okay. Did not skate, and
0: it's only because I was not born to have, like, wheels or blades or anything on my feet that moves you.
2: You would be, uh, in hockey, what they call a thug, a goon.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> when I played basketball, I knew I had five fouls. knew I probably wasn't going to play long enough to like get in actual foul trouble. So, you know,
2: use them while you got them. That's yeah. Scott Ritchie, our uh, basketball beat writer. I'm Jim Rosso, vice president of news at the News Gazette. That's Ed Bond, our producer, who was not here last week. We missed you, Ed, a lot. They were in New York, where Illinois looked like world beaters. They were also both at State Farm Center on Saturday where they looked like, uh, you know, a bad YMCA team.
0: That might be generous. Okay. Like I've probably seen better YMCA teams. Brad Underwood certainly has. when He was planning on heading to the ARC, I think, to I like sc- scout out some guys, as he put it, willing to play hard. Just when we sent, effort.
2: When we sent that tweet out after Saturday's loss to Penn State, disheartening loss where the coach went berserk on the post-game radio show and it just kept going into the media room. Uh, several people, uh, tweeted back at us and I'm available coach. I'll be at a court <laughs> F at the arc. At what's two. the eligibility situation? <laughs> Come see me. Anyway, uh, Underwood is due at the rebounders uh, luncheon today on Monday. We'll, we'll have, uh, see if he's in a better mood by then. I think so.
0: I imagine he will be. Yeah. And what, happened Saturday after the game it was atypical because usually he even when he's not thrilled with his team and how they've played um, by the time he gets to the post game he's sort of worked it out at least enough um, Saturday not so much and uh, we had the post game radio turned on in the media room because uh, someone was alerted that things were getting interesting and it stayed the same and that was not typical Brad Underwood. Um, at least in post game situations, but yeah, he, I think had some realistic gripes with the way his team played and he
2: let loose, vented them all. I think. All right. Go to newsgazette.com to read what Richie had to say about that. Um, uh, great column Scotty, uh, in your Sunday print edition hit home. Um, Terrence Shannon took to social media on Sunday to say, hey, coach is cool. That's good. Greatest coach around. So apparently he did not take offense to being called out.
0: Yeah, or to Brett Underwood just essentially hitting us all with the fart noise
2: in response to questions about
0: Terrence Shannon's leadership. Um, No, and, like, this isn't year one of Brett Underwood where at the end you saw half the team transfer out because they just – weren't a match for his coaching style. And, I mean, it's a style that you have to be ready for because he will get – I mean, it's interesting because, like, he goes after, you know, his guys. and But you turn around and he's also, you know, I think earned a lot of their respect. And, like, he has these, you know, softer moments where he's not just yelling, you know, at them. So it's a – but he's recruited guys that take that – Kind of coaching, like, and you have to; otherwise, you're gonna have a mess of a team. And um, you know, R.J. Melendez talked about it earlier in the season when Underwood was going after him because his effort wasn't good enough. And he's like, "That's, that's how, co- you know, Brad Underwood coaches. That's what we expect. is you know, we know what he means when he says those things at that volume, and
2: they get through it. Kind of like the newsroom here at the News Gazette. Uh, People have said a lot of cussing, a lot of physical bullying, (laughs) (laughs) things like that. We're kidding. It's a a love fest here at the News Gazette. Scott Ritchie has been with us a decade? Almost. Almost a decade. We'll be celebrating his 10-year anniversary coming up with the Bush Light, Beef Jerky, and uh, Casey's Pizza. Beautiful, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I'm I'm glad this is being (laughs)
0: recorded because I'll play this back in June. Uh, at the end of June okay. for my ten year anniversary and be expecting these things.
2: All right, ten years, uh Richie's been uh not quite ten, but he's been on the AP top twenty five uh, poll uh crew. Uh that is has it come out this morning? Again, usually it drops at eleven AM. We're we're a little past eleven right now and uh still nothing. Still nothing. And
0: I don't know if it was because the A P. also released its football all American team. Um Clearly, okay. about half, not like 20 minutes ago. So th- someone's fallen down on the job if, on the AP side because no, no new poll.
2: All right. Well, if you read early this morning on com, Richie, uh, as he does every Monday before the poll drops, uh, explains how he voted no matter how much he screwed up. He at least owns it, right? And you screwed up this week, of course. Well, did I? Uh, you didn't put Purdue high enough,
0: <laughs> uh, So first of all. Coach I had Painter. them two, so I could only put them one spot Exactly.
2: But you put something called UConn. Not since Ray Allen have I paid attention to UConn.
0: Well, they've won a couple national championships since uh, do I don't get it.
2: I don't get you done. I didn't like their coach back in the day.
0: Well, Jim Calhoun's not there anymore. I know.
2: I'm just saying. Can, can, I, really? can I have an opinion here, Scott Ritchie?
0: Well, sure. It could be wrong. but
2: I think of UConn. I think of Jim Mora.
0: Put... Know, all right, life back in the football program,
2: but as you had them Dan, numbr- as Dan Hurley has. You had them basketball. number one.
0: Yeah, well, they're undefeated. Okay, so it's Purdue. Sure, um, they've have more played nobody. They have more quad one wins than Purdue has because they have beaten Alabama, who just beat oh, Houston. All right, uh, they beat Iowa State. It's oh. a quad one win. They beat Florida. Quad one win. Um, they beat. Yeah, and not only are they beating all of these teams and all of them, all ten or all eleven, excuse me, they're like running teams off the floor. You're just every win by at least double digits, and most of them by like twenty points or more.
2: All right, Richie gets uh you know, the AP ballots are transparent these days. Everybody knows how you voted and why you voted, and already you've heard from a couple of UConn fans. Why not? You've uh, also heard from some Virginia people who are not happy with you. You've heard from me who is not happy with you.
0: Yeah, so the the not happies are starting to all right know, overwhelm that the, you're, the you're thrilled UConn fans. You're
2: upset that Purdue got a favorable call in the waning seconds of their gutty win at Nebraska.
0: Well, just um <laughs> as I've heard before, you just you just don't walk into Pinnacle Bank Arena. <laughs> no, it's uh it's some interesting late game <clears throat> plays and calls or non calls in the Big Ten over the last several days, including uh, Rutgers getting a hose job in Columbus. Mm -hmm. Um, No, but, like, the Virginia fan was upset that I, you know, last week had a different order at the top of my poll. That had Virginia higher than UConn. And that I apparently should have just had the Cavaliers number one. So now they're coming for me in their khakis and their tiki torches. And if they would have read what I wrote, they would understand that I used Houston losing to Alabama. Houston, who I had number one in the preseason, the only person had them number one up until Sunday night. I used their loss as an opportunity to look at the top of the ballot and be like, let's reevaluate where things are a month and a month plus into the season. And UConn has the best resume in college basketball.
2: Noted. Wrong. <laughs> but noted. Uh, that's all right. Keep trying. It's a good uh, team. Good UConn team. I don't want to have him. to pick on Scott Ritchie. But <laughs> doggone it, we had a we had a uh, writers-only meeting this morning. Uh, that I wasn't invited that to. That you weren't uh, invited to sure. to discuss your prediction record, which uh, <laughs> has fallen to an all-time low before each Illinois game. We ask the beat writer, have for years, decades, uh, To weigh in with their expertise and tell us who's going to win, so last Tuesday, was it Tuesday? Uh, Scott said Texas is going to beat Illinois, even though I told you to pick Illinois. All right, so you were wrong.
0: Yeah, for most of that game, I was looking to be quite right. Anyway, you were wrong. At the
2: end, things changed. And then, lo and behold, in my Saturday News Gazette Ed bond, I picked it up and I saw Illinois was going to thump Penn State. Actually I was on his side on that one. And now you are wrong. And you are five and five. Yeah. I will just say that
0: Horrible. The Penn State the Penn State game, Illinois was a double digit favorite, and then they lost by fifteen. Horrible. Would you have picked Penn State? <laughs> <laughs> uh no, it's it's tricky. Making predictions, especially Is it? Well, apparently so, because I'm five. Because of the year
2: I was on the beat, yeah, the, okay, a magical year, an elite
0: eight season. So you had a pretty good idea they're going to win. Most, lost. Yeah, yeah. they're going to win most of their games. I, I had a great prediction record in the John Gross era when things weren't so great.
2: Mm. All right, so let's go on. They got a week off. They got a gimme game against uh, some team from down south, Alabama, and yeah, whatever. Bulldogs. and then Missouri's no good, as Kansas showed. Well, Kansas
0: is good. Yeah,
2: but. It, Missouri was unbeaten before then, and I started well, they, hearing, hearing some people chirping. They shouldn't have been because Missouri right. hadn't played anybody. Right. And so that's a gimme. That's on the 22nd. When's the next good game? <sighs> um, Well, we got
0: Bethune-Cookman nope. on the 29th, I believe. Nope. No. Uh, Northwestern nope. on January 4th. No. Nope. So is that not? we got like a month. Not, not, is that not a trip or trigger?
2: nope Um
0: yeah. I think there's there's a Wisconsin, Wisconsin game, game coming up who we'll, yeah.
2: who might be It's just that they don't do anything. Well, I know they beat Iowa last night. It's just yeah, so I can't the start, watch them.
0: The start of Big Ten, little well, the restart of Big right. Ten play, I guess in January at Northwestern, home against Wisconsin, yeah. which is not exciting. At Nebraska, <sighs> home against Michigan State. <sighs> By that point, they might be healthy, like have all ten oh, of their scholarship yes. guys. Um, then at Minnesota, who's I was I will admit I was wrong about the Gophers. I thought they had a chance to be not yeah. good but competitive, not so much. Well, um, here's and here we go, okay. January
2: nineteenth at home against Indiana. Okay, so more than a month until I get excited again about an opponent
0: because it goes to Indiana, Ohio State, back to All my home right. games.
2: Well, here's the deal. Uh, I got a kind of a Illinois football kicking themselves feeling about this zero two start. You know, in the Big Ten play, because with that cakewalk of a schedule coming up, Illinois could be in the driver's seat going into that Indiana game. Could have been. Could have been. Now they'll be still in the mix because there are no good Big Ten teams. There are none. Perd- Jim Beheim was right. Purdue might be. Yeah, I, I, I and I, I watched the Nebraska game. Is the problem?
0: <laughs> well, the the new poll just did come out. Okay, number one
2: your Boilermakers. Thank you, Scott Ritchie. And Give you, me that vote.
0: Purdue one, Virginia 2, UConn 3. So I, I'll be a hit in stores. The rest of the AP voters maybe not. Um, but Illinois just dropped one spot to number 18. Um, and that's fair. I mean, they beat Texas, which was great. Lost to Penn State, which was not. And that's probably kind of just staying steady is probably where they needed to be.
2: All right, I'll let Scott Ritchie uh, post this. This is the magic of the newsroom in in action as we're taping this podcast. Scott Ritchie will post to newsgazette.com with an update uh, to his uh, previous story. He'll he'll make the days of several Purdue fans here in town, Ed Bond. Ed, I'm going to get you on the air while he does this real quick because you were the producer of Saturday's radio show when Underwood came to you guys directly after the game. Could you see it coming that he was that mad? Oh, yes. And no no inkling? I mean, there w- he would have stayed on with you guys even longer.
1: Well, he was given the rap sign that, you know, got to get upstairs.
2: <laughs> Were you surprised at uh, what he was telling you, Doug, and Brian?
1: Well, I wasn't at the practices or at the shoot-around or any of those, so, you know, it... What the coach says is what the coach said.
2: All right, you dealt with uh, how many coaches? Uh, you started with Coach Hansen, right? Yeah. Uh,
1: on this job, uh, where does I was on campus and in school, but the Gene Bardo year. Okay. Yes.
2: Where does Underwood rank in coaches you most look forward to hearing in the postgame scene that you uh, oversee?
1: Oh no, he's he's very good. You know, he'll tell it like it is. So he, he's good, but you know, I didn't see. You knew he was upset when he came out, but uh, you know I wasn't witness to anything that made him upset. So
2: this is a uh, again a radio interview that is broadcast throughout the arena. Yes, it's that on, right? It's on the concourse. And yes. were there any fans left in the State Farm Center by the time he uh, started venting on Saturday afternoon?
1: There are always a, a few, but not very many, and I I don't quite know why, but uh, since we move down to the court, fans tend to leave. I mean, so that's many coaches ago, You know, because we used to do it uh, on the concourse. Right. And people would gather around to listen. And it would also be on the speakers. But since we're on the court, people tend to leave. Hmm. Maybe they go to their cars and turn it on. I don't know.
2: Okay. Have you ever had to use the uh, bleep button uh, after a game? <laughs>
1: well... <laughs> He, he do you was, have a bleep button? <laughs> I do not, but he was not a happy camper on Saturday.
2: Scott Ritchie is done updating the story, shared it to uh, Facebook and Twitter, correct? Correct. All right. You're back. Yeah, I am, and
0: it's uh, you know, just the magic of the job. you got to multitask even when you're recording a podcast.
2: All right, Texas news today, uh, not good for the Longhorns either. Um, Their coach got uh, in some alleged hot water.
0: Yeah, and Chris Beard was arrested the wee hours of the morning, Monday, um, and is facing charges of uh, felony assault for alleged strangulation of someone in his household. He's currently still um, in jail i guess it has not been arraigned yet uh but texas plays tonight monday night so i imagine they'll have a an interim coach leading the way and might be i who knows as this will play out but uh, the early news out of austin does not look great
2: uh more disturbing news out of mississippi state mike leach uh, in critical condition this morning after suffering a heart attack uh, of course mississippi state plays illinois football Uh, coming up January 2nd, where Scott Ritchie is bound. Uh, There you go.
0: Yes. Obviously, unfortunate news, and hopefully things look better, you know, later than they do right now. But, uh, you know, Mike Leach is one of the more interesting coaches, not only in college football, but maybe just in sports in general. Just uh, he He has interests outside of football, and he's not, you know, Shy about talking about them, even uh, like he taught a class when he was coaching at Washington state um, um, that was not about coaching or sports and and just yeah you know, obviously wish the best for him
2: see how that plays out uh Illinois football had its banquet on Saturday night, Richie dying to talk football so i'm I'm giving you this opening Oh, okay uh Bob Osmuson attended it's at newsgazette dot com interesting story, different kind of format, more of a like a Informal banquet, I like that. There,
0: yeah. yes. Yeah. And the I don't know the award winners were not a total surprise, really. All
2: right. Interesting month of uh, football. We'll see who plays in that bowl game, who doesn't play. I, I doubt you're going to see most of the top tier players uh, suit up for the Illini, but maybe that changes. Uh, it'll be interesting to see who starts for the Illini basketball team on uh, Saturday.
0: I would imagine it'll be the same five that have started. Because you know what Brett Underwood doesn't care about? Starting
2: lineups. I know. But everybody else does. Yeah. And there's a good chance, uh, as much as he called certain people out on Saturday, maybe there are some ramifications for being called out.
0: Yeah, maybe. But I feel like that starting group is probably, I mean, in theory, the best five. Um there's a lot of... Call on the Twitters for Sincere Harris to start, mm-hmm. but why remove him from a role that he has really found comfort in? And he knows exactly what he has to do coming off the bench. And I don't, wh- why change that? I don't.
2: Why start Michael Jordan? If, you know, shoot, that's what you're telling me, Richie, that starting doesn't matter. Brett It Underwood. matters. Does it? Yes, it matters. So like, start sincere hairs. You I can love start it.
0: anybody, and then pull them after the first media timeout. And play. <laughs> okay, well, you started, but we're gonna go back to the rotation that we've always had.
2: All right, we'll get to Richie's power poll of uh, players. That'll be interesting. It's got to change. I'm thinking. Yeah, I don't. Maybe I mean, it doesn't. I don't want to hear it yet. Steve
0: from the Arc, uh, <laughs> Johnny from the YMCA. I don't.
2: But first, I'd like to dive into in, some data. Get that out of the way. Uh, you, and, you would? And, that, and try to convince people to listen anyway. Maybe you'll change it up.
0: That sounds just.
2: How about the last totally. Big Ten team to be number one ranked? Is that data? Now that Purdue uh, is at the top spot. Zach Eady really good. They uh, rely on some freshmen uh, to play well. I don't. I'm not buying that Purdue's the best team in the country after watching them against Nebraska. Maybe I just caught them on a bad day. I haven't caught that was the first game I've seen in an entirety.
0: Well, I mean, obviously UConn's the best
2: right team. You know, I don't. I'm not uh, buying into Indiana. They lost Arizona over the weekend in uh, Las Vegas. Played hard, but um,
0: but this. I mean, I think the fear about this Indiana team was that they're really no different than they were last year, mm-hmm. and they might not be any different than they were last year. They, they did not have, however. I'm... F- fairly certain that uh what Jalen Hood Shafino didn't play okay. against Arizona and good, he's good freshman. Maybe I uh, Trace Jackson Davis is probably their best player. Jalen Hood Shafino might be their most important and also might be their best. Like Trace Jackson Davis just has more experience. Um Yeah, it's. I think uh, I don't know. The Big Ten's a little strange, and it's it's, it's set up a season where a Wisconsin team that really outside of Tyler Wall, pretty good. Like, not overly talented Wisconsin team, and like they're probably just going to win the Big Ten
2: again. Yeah, I I still think Illinois is uh, the the best team, and I think that will show out uh, by the end of uh, February, early March. Yeah, I think they can be. They have not. They haven't done themselves a favor by starting 0-2. There. Well,
0: it's it's just so crazy. It's like they have really good wins against Texas and against UCLA and then just an absolute clunker against Penn State. Now, Penn State's not as bad as I think people want to think they are. Um, but they really only want to do two things offensively. That's post up Jalen Pickett and shoe threes and Illinois let them do both.
2: Is that are you are you headed down Data Lane? Is that where you're going with this? Are you gonna tell me something about three point percentage or uh number of post ups per possession? Is there such an awful statistic as that?
0: Oh, they're they are, but I can't access those because I don't have a synergy subscription unless you're willing to pay for it. <laughs> And that one's expensive. <laughs> uh, Synergy, like, it take because they take the film and it's all broken down. And you can get everything I have statistical that you could want.
2: I have a subscription to PRA. Poison Rebellion. Yeah. I'll give it to you. I'll give you the password.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, is the password password? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, I'll just, this isn't really data. It's just, you know the effect of losing to Penn State again, not terrible, but not terrific either. You know on Illinois' ranking, you know on the various advanced metrics, and they dropped because they were after beating Texas, were angling into the the top ten. Now they are twenty two, and Torvik and in what nineteen and Ken Palm. Hmm. And the one, oh the, boy. the metric that took the biggest hit was their adjusted defensive efficiency. Yeah, I could tell. We should be able to tell because Jalen Pickett owned them in the paint. And then Andrew Funk, of all people, and Miles Dredd, of all people, just couldn't miss from three-point range. Not great defense.
2: Hmm. Ed Bond is falling asleep now. I've managed to stay awake during this. I give this. up.
0: I, I'm <laughs> never going to mention it again. <laughs> no.
2: Now Ed is dozed off. Ed, wake up. Okay, he's up.
0: Never going to mention that again.
2: <laughs> All right, you uh, just
0: You rely on points and rebounds and assists. I will. <laughs> Gladly. They're deeper things. You can Im- appreciate basketball more. Do
2: kids go? They still go to class? I mean, that always used to be the joke. Like, ah, oh, these guys don't go to class. But more and more, it seems like, how do they have time for class? And do they need it with with money they're getting and I would I'm argue serious. that they used to we used to do stories on class checkers. You know, they'd have kids, fellow students hired by, you know, coach self. Sounds like a snitch. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but a you know, well-paid snitch yeah. who got credit probably. Um, they do go to class, right? Yeah, With I the, mean
0: it's okay. I mean, it's different than when like when I was in college because even post-pandemic, well, I don't know if we're really post pandemic, but like there's still a ton of like online classes. Okay. So,
2: so you better just never leave your room.
0: I think there's opportunity for that. But this is finals week, so you know, asked, you know, Brad Underwood on Saturday I was like you have a week between games, you know. What does that look like after you know what you just saw? is like it's called it the worst week of the season for coaches because they have two days off because those are the two heavy finals days, and like they really won't get like full practices until like the end of the week probably. And there's just you know a lot of just trying to get guys in the gym individually if they you know just when the the timing works. But that this week would be more meetings and soul searching. Hmm. So uh, okay, I think from a. Yeah, it'd just be. It's an interesting week, but I, I, he talked about guys going to do well on finals. So apparently they are going to class. But
2: all right, two, uh, two rankings, please. Your Big Ten power rankings for players. Your MVP list, one, two, three, and then uh, give me your top uh, Illini MVPs.
0: Well, Big Ten, Zach, Zach Eadie. Thank you. Well, it's hard you. not. I do it for you. It's hard. Well, hard not to be. Yeah, the the top option there. Um,
2: he looks even taller this
0: year. Well, I'm not sure he's grown but okay. maybe if he has that's he's just in shape maybe a terrifying thing because he was already 7'4 um, I think even though he's hurt right now I kind of I mean Chris Murray is probably still like, he's got to be healthy though for Iowa to, yeah. Yeah, to be any good and then I think number three is Jalen Pickett Penn State hmm and honestly, like if <laughs> if Zach Eady and Chris Murray weren't a thing and as good mm-hmm. playing as good as they are, like Jalen Pickett's doing things that no one else in the country is doing. Just in terms of averaging at least sixteen points, seven rebounds and seven assists. Like he is the only player at the division one level putting up those kind of numbers on a pretty much nightly basis, so yeah. I think that's a an easy three to to pick.
2: I don't know about Illinois. What do you mean you don't know? It's unacceptable.
0: Okay, I mean, do you treat body Sa- work. Saturday's game as a.
2: It's your rule. It's your top three. Yeah. You do know. whatever you want to. Use whatever criteria uh, fits your agenda. Okay. I think. Sincere Harris would be my number one. It's the only one the coach likes. <laughs> yeah. Um,. Let me to do a top three. I'll do it for you.
0: And since it, since going to make the, the cut, but if we're going body of work, which I think you, you have to, that's how I vote in the AP poll. It's body of work, not just what have you done for me lately. Although there's you know recency bias, you have to fight it, and I'm not going to fight it enough because Coleman Hawkins I think is going to be number one. If you look at even if you look at Saturday's game, he had six points, seven rebounds, six assists. Like he's he's probably not scoring as much as he could. As, certainly not as much as Illinois fans think he should. But between that and what he can do defensively, I still think like he could be Illinois's most important player. And Tyron Shannon got a <laughs> from Brad Underwood, but he's number two. Like kay. he had a great overtime against Texas. In regulation against Texas and Penn State has not been great, but I think he has shown over 10 games he's he can be good. So he he takes a little dip, though, until he can be good in regulation again. And then the only player Brad Underwood appreciates in the moment, sincere Harris, will give him number three. A lot of energy. Plays good defense. And that's really all. I mean, to start asking for more, might not be the best for Sincere Harris. Let him do what he's doing now and do it really well and hope the rest of his teammates kind of up their game around it.
2: All right, follow along with Scott Ritchie every morning at 6 a.m., com. Check that out. Follow him on Twitter. Um, he'll be at Saturday's game, of alumni game. Is that right? Yeah, a lot of, a lot of, yeah, a lot of former alumni will okay. be back. That'll be fun, I guess.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I haven't seen, like, a list yet. Okay. But yeah, I know just from talking with Deion Thomas, he's not calling the game on Uh, WDWS but he will be in attendance just because of all the alumni coming back
2: that's always fun good to see some of the tradition on display happy birthday to Brad Underwood I think it's Wednesday that I read in my news gazette turns 59 I think I'm right check out uh, Mike Pearson's list legend and lore for that one
0: you don't believe me maybe his team will give him a birthday present of playing hard against Alabama there you go
2: All right, Scott Ritchie, almost Merry Christmas. We'll talk to you next Monday.